Welcome to the Dying to Ask podcast, Tommy. Thanks for sitting in today. Anytime. 20, 20 plus years we've been covering Olympics. Yep. And how much do I like to prepare for things? Uh, we prepared for this four years ago. We prepare a lot. <laughs> we prepare a lot about stuff. But I'm going to be honest with you. I have not prepared the way I normally would for this podcast because I just kind of want to I want to do something we don't do and I want to wing uh, it. Yep. We're, we're, we're winging <laughs> this because... Because that's the way it is. (laughs) That's the way it is. But I'm actually doing it purposely today because I think it's going to be really fun. So sometimes I like to just change up what we're doing. So today we're doing a a whole podcast about how to pursue a dream when there really is no blueprint to get there. Because for most Olympians, there's kind of a plan, right? Like you, you, you pursue your sport, you train, you compete, you win. Rinse, repeat, and then hopefully you make it to the Olympics. But if this last year has taught us one thing, is that sometimes you lose the blueprint. And sometimes you have to like really figure things out on the fly. And our guest today is August Wesley. And I don't think there's anybody who is better at improvising life (laughs) and trying to go after a goal than this guy. And you're the one who brought him to us. Well, because I think when you're a wrestler, you have to put yourself in so many positions. And he's done it, and I've known him since the 90s, and I've known both of his sons, too. So it, it, he keeps popping up every, every few years. He'll call, and he'll say, hey, I got this guy. I got this guy. Oh, hey, one of these guys is my son. Yeah. But before that, it was him twice, twice around. So, so like, this is, this is like a story that has been the making for you for a very long time. Now, the really interesting thing is they're not trying to represent Team USA. Nope. No. They were going after a country that I think a lot of people have never even heard of before. Nope. <laughs> and that country is? I'm saying it wrong, but Cape Verde, and my first uh, exposure to Cape Verde was 1996 when Sacramento's first Olympian, oh, Cape Verde's first Olympian was from Sacramento, Henry right. Andrade. So the first time they were ever in the Olympics was 1996, and they've been to the Olympics ever since that time. Five athletes were in Rio de Janeiro with us in 2016. There were three in London, and the goal this year, I read, was to get anywhere from three to four to the Olympics in Tokyo. Half that team would be the Wesley family if things go according to schedule. But schedules are kind of funny, as we have all learned in the last year. So on this time to ask, we're very excited to have August Wesley, who has an Olympic dream unlike anyone we have ever covered before. And if you are lacking motivation in your life right now, I promise you, you're going to be pretty fired up by the time this (laughs) is over. August Wesley is our guest on Dying to Ask, The Road to Tokyo. Olympians, they're just different. Sure, they're fitter and faster, but they're mentally different too. Because when the body breaks down, the Olympic mindset takes over. And this year, with the first ever delayed Olympics, that mindset is more important than ever. My name is Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I have covered the last 10 Olympics for Hearst Television. 20 years of studying and, well, obsessing about how Olympians do life. These are the stories of how Team USA's athletes get to the top of a podium and how you can get some Olympic edge in your life coming out of one of the most challenging years ever for all of us. This is Dying to Ask, The Road to Tokyo. August Wesley, we're finally here. Yes. Been, you and I have been like texting, talking, emailing. Yes. Like for months and months and months. And Feels it's nice like to that. actually get to meet you in person. As well. Yes. Yeah. So we've been, we were joking just a moment ago, Dami and I were about Cape Verde. Is that the, are we saying it right? It's Cape Verde? Capo Verde. Oh, no, we weren't even close, Tommy. No. Capo no. Verde. Capo <laughs> yeah. Verde. Capo Verde. Verde. Mm-hmm. When you were younger, did the people say Cape Verde? 
Yes. Okay, they yes. did. Okay, so yes. we're not totally yes. off. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people still do. It's still written on some of the things, even on the website. You'll see on some of the Olympic stuff because it's it's pretty much world accepted for Cape Verde. However, as you're talking to people in administration and the embassy and stuff like that, they will correct you and say Cabo Verde. Cabo Verde. Well, I guess if you want them to help finance your yeah. Olympic dream, you yes. call it whatever yes. they want you to call yes. it. Where where exactly is Cabo Verde? It's off the west coast of Africa. So as you're sitting there looking at it, there's a nice little cluster of islands to the left, and it's right there. I Googled it. It is spectacular. White sand beaches. Beautiful. Gorgeous. It's Beautiful. Portuguese in background? Yes, that's the national language. That's what they learn in school. And mm -hmm. uh, yes, they were governed by Portugal for years, started with the trades and different things with on their way to the Americas and stuff. And so it's... Uh, How far away is that? From... From here. It's, it's a long flight, I can tell you that. <laughs> you get a meal on it. So if you get a meal, you know it's, it's, it's far. I bet you get a couple of meals on that one. I tried to. I tried to on my way back. On my way, not the way there. I was, I'd watch my weight. <laughs> and so what is your connection? Like, what's your connection to Cabo Verde and, and this quest? I mean, obviously you're a wrestler in, in background, but, mm -hmm. but, but how did this, this like idea of trying to represent Cabo Verde in the Olympics come about? Man, uh, that's a layered question. Uh, how I'm associated with it is that's my, that's my background. My father is 100% Cabo Verdean and my mom is half. And so, you know, as you grow up listening to music and food and culture and dress, um, you don't realize those things. You're just, it's just the way it was. It's how you grew up, what you were eating, different things. And my mom is a retired chef, so I was always getting those kinds of food, jag and manchup and different rices and beans and different stuff like this. I just ate it because it was put in front of me. Little did I know that was the culture of what she yeah. got from her parents and so on. So um, that's, that's my tie to it. So, um, and it goes back to 1795. And we have record and birth certificates and baptismal. Um, and some historians have done things on our family that I had found um, through this process. So it's been um, pretty exciting. Um, myself with the Olympics is back in 96 when I kind of hit the scene at that time. Um, word got out through the Cape Verdean Association here in Northern California and Southern California that we had an Olympic team and Henry Andrade. <laughs> we know a guy. We've got a guy. Exactly. Henry Andrade uh, qualifies with, with track and field. So he qualifies and a few others as well, but he was the guy from this region. And it was just within the social networks, it was a huge thing. There was picnics and, and gatherings and all kinds of things to send them off. And then they started saying, well, you need to talk to him. We just found out that you were you were wrestling and stuff. So the, the framework for the Olympic Committee at that time wasn't prepared to go that broad to start opening up to all kinds of sports because wrestling, because um, track and field was probably a little bit more easier to facilitate. Sure. So they just stuck with track and field for years, and then it kind of opened up the door for other sports. So back then, you're what, young man in your 20s? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's I graduated high school in 90. Gosh, I feel so dated. And I'm saying <laughs> that, and I know we're all um, around the same age, but my point is, me just coming back from you wrestling with Donnie these... Stay, with <laughs> Just coming back from wrestling, all those 23 and 24 year olds at the World Olympic Camp, I feel dated, like my body feels like that. But, but um, it's, uh, um, it was, yes, I was that age then. So yeah. Was, okay. So excited. like, bet that much like pretty legit. So you yeah. started like pursuing and talking yes. and trying to figure this out. Yes. Um, 
a few years have passed since that time. Yeah, a couple, just a couple, <laughs> a couple, just a blink. We've had a blink has gone by. <laughs> yeah. um, and so br bring us up to 2021. You're father of two. You have a yeah. son who also is a great wrestler. Yeah. And both of you are working hard to try to represent Capo Verde yeah. in the Olympics. Yes. How's that going? It's going great. Um, we are accepted by the Federation. So the, the process is you have to... There's, there's a lot of legal process that goes into it. So it's not just, hey, I want to do something. Someone's like, come along. Mm -hmm. In yesteryear, it was like that. Yeah. But you have to have a, a national governing body. So your Olympic uh, Federation within your country has to accept you. That's not just done with a wink and a handshake now. Now you have to have a board of nine members with passports. You have to have a legal information that gives you uh, jurisdiction and the ability to promote, to have apparel, to go out and represent. So there's all kinds of things. If there's accidents, to receive monies for travel. Sure. So you have to have like tax ID numbers, every one of the people on the board. So, so many things had to get put in place and this started in February. <laughs> so I got the green light February 4th. So February 4th, they say, okay, we want you and your son. Your son is how old? 23. 23. And he wrestled at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. The kid was like a phenom in this area growing up. Like, yeah. he's at his prime. Sure. You're a little bit older. A little bit. Just but you are still, you are still competing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the last time I competed was um, 2015. Okay. It was the Veteran World Championships in Athens, Greece, and I was I was I had had some layoffs in between. You know, so I had started wrestling, you know, when I was young in middle school, and then I'd wrestled till 2004. So 2004, I was I was done with it, and I had traveled and went to many countries, but I just kind of felt like I was missing out on my on my children, yeah. and I felt like I was missing out on those opportunities to be around them and I'm skipping rocks in the Mediterranean and, and I'm doing it with other athletes and it was great, but there's just a little something missing when you don't have a mom or dad, a kid, yeah. when you know they're back living through your postcards. It's called yeah. adulting. You know? <laughs> and for people who don't know what a postcard is, <laughs> Google it, Google it. Uh, okay, but right now you and Anthony, like you're in yeah. it. You're yeah. like in it still to win. Yes. Yes. Or try to win it. Yes. Yeah. We're in the hunt. <laughs> yeah. We're in the hunt. We're in the hunt. So, so would you guys be, like, let's say the plan goes the way you want it to go. Would yeah. you guys be the only father-son Olympians? I mean, like, this is so great. At like, the same I can, time. I can yeah. see the Disney movie. At the this is a good, this is, don't you think? Oh, yeah. This oh, is yeah. a Disney Plus movie minus <laughs> The Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. With no this shooting. Is good. No Except shoot. to the legs. Yes. <laughs> exactly. we, we would be at the same time. There have been other, you know, combinations of brothers and different things making it at the same time or doing it, but never at the same time. Um, the way it, it hit when we had that Zoom call and she said, initially it was just going to get it started. And I was like, this is great. She was excited. I was excited. Um, our The Secretary General, um, Raul um, Darte, he was excited. So everyone was like pumped up. And so she said, well, there's a couple of things. There's three disciplines. There's women's, yeah. there's freestyle, and there's Greco-Roman. And so I said, well, we have a wrestler, Anthony Wesley. I'm sure he's, you know, he was a two-time All-American in college. He was, he's ready to go. You know, he placed fifth in the world trials. He's, she was like, great, great, great. I said, we have a woman, Lee James. Lee James placed third at the world championship for Team USA, also placed in beach wrestling. I've known her, I've known her a long time, since 2011. Beach wrestling's a thing? Yes. That's awesome. Beach wrestling. Never yes. heard of that. Beach yes. wrestling. Beach wrestling is an <laughs> <laughs> excuse to go to Hawaii. That's what it is. <laughs> Honey, I'm just practicing my beach wrestling. Yeah. 
Um, but it is. It's a it international. There's a world championship, and it's kind of some of the same stuff for regular wrestling, but not as much. It's right. Different rules. Yeah. No, and right. so they're working on getting it in the Olympics. Trust me. They should. Um, so they. Um, so she said, "Okay, we have a woman." and we have a, a freestyler, that's great, we need another person. Never that I think this was gonna spiral back to me. I thought I might be in the process, I yeah. thought I might help yeah. out, administration, my knowledge, and coach. people that I know, coach, you know, which is, I've been doing that for snacks. a while. Exactly, yeah. water. Because I thought you were you gonna know. be a coach. When you first approached me, it was, I'm gonna coach. It initially, well, it was right <laughs> after, but it just kinda, it, Like the next day? Yeah. <laughs> talk to you? They was, um, they said, you know, we need, we need three. She said, I would like to have one represent each. You know, I don't want to be lacking. I want to go. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah. And so she said, what about you? Now, granted, I don't think she knew my age. Mm-hmm. And I don't. You so, play young. Yeah. Like, if I'm talking to you on the phone, I don't know that you're exactly. in your 40s. <laughs> I don't know that. And I just had a birthday. I'm 49. Ooh, wow. Tough. And I'm 61. It, it, no way. <laughs> yeah. No way. No. Deal with the devil, this one. Oh. He really has. What's funny, it was his first Olympics when um, when yes. we were doing stuff. And yeah. then, and then, <laughs> and then um, I know I'm going off, but when they were doing the piece on my my son and coming from Jesuit and all that stuff, um, him and Dell came over to get a, a tape. I had an actual tape, VCR. VCR Again, tape. friends, Google it. <laughs> VCR. Yeah, yeah. VCR I, tape. I, I'm, I'm an old man. I get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> my favorites, I won't get rid of them. I got one that plays the DVD and VCR in my, my room. For people, Don't for tell anybody. For people who are listening to yeah. this, not watching it, we're in August's office and he has like stacks of VHS tapes. Let me just read off some of the movies and then I promise we'll get back to what we're supposed to be talking about. Gladiator, Donnie Brasco, Rush Hour, The Paper, Karate Kid, love that one. Iron Eagle, I mean, like, seriously, you got the classics, the classics. all there. Hoosiers, basketball, Coach Carter. I mean, who got oh, yeah. pumped up for that? All good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back into it. Back into it. So um, he ends up, so and then coming over there, doing a thing on, on on my son. So they end up coming. I said, is there any way you could take this and put it on a DVD for me? Because it was old and it was getting kind of, you know how, again, people wouldn't know this. They're old and it kind of gets yeah. crinkly a little bit. So they came upstairs and I put it on. And... We're looking at it, and he was like, I shot that. <laughs> so he had remembered me when he was doing this stuff, but he was like, I yeah, shot that. So him. then he goes and he looks back at other things and found some other things and sent me some DVDs. It was it was great, and it was it's so comforting talking with him because through my Olympic journey, he has his own has his own Olympic yeah. journey going and covering, and they've intermingled through the years. Where I've do run you know? Do you know? Just pretend he's not here. No. So we okay. fall all over him. Okay. Do you know how many people, how many athletes I've met, or parents of athletes who have said had very similar stories about the kind like Dami does that right. because your big moment is your family history, but right. we also share it, and so he right. has helped preserve family history. We'll bring no it back way. in, oh, in yeah. a minute. Thanks. But no, it's so true. So I I mean, I love hearing those stories right. and I've heard them so many times. So this I, is why he's so amazing. I had a guy, matter of fact, who's pictured um, in both of those pictures there. His name is Paul Kellum. He interned for Dell Rogers years back after he graduated Sac State. I talked to him yesterday and he said, are you going to talk to Dami? He said, that guy. <laughs> I, I swear, he works now for, for the Kings. He just came I back. I love oh, it. Yeah. And Dell, for people who who maybe um, don't live in the Sacramento area, he's our sports anchor, longtime sports anchor yeah. at KCRA. So okay. said to tell you hi. Oh. We need to go back into <laughs> yes. Cape Cabo Verde. Says, says, we need a third. It's you. Mm-hmm. You're just turned 49 and you say. Yes. 
She says, she said. You hang up the phone and then you say, don't say it. I, we can't say those words. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, we need a third. And she said, can you? Can you wrestle still? And I said, yes, yes, I, I train. And being a coach, you're always kind of yeah. active. That's, oh, yeah. that's the one thing that separates wrestling coaches from basketball coaches from football coaches because a football coach isn't tackling people. No. A basketball coach isn't dunking 20 times in a practice. A wrestling coach, you're grabbing guys and taking down and saying, this is why this hurts. This is supposed to feel, can you breathe? No, that's how I want it to feel. <laughs> so as a wrestling coach, typically they're in some form of shape because they're a hand, it's a hands-on job. Yeah. So I knew that, but coaching and pointing is not competing. No. So at that point, I was a I was a little bit heavier um, and comfortable because I, I work out and stuff regularly, but not nearly. So I get off the phone with them and I just paused and it was a, it was a surreal moment and I just kind of stopped like this is really happening. So Lee, who was listening to the conversation on speaker, was like, "Oh my God, August, I can't believe it! You did it! We're gonna do it! We're gonna do it! We're gonna do it!" And so then I got off the phone with her and I was just like. Uh-oh, what did I get myself what into? What have I done? <laughs> so my next call was to Anthony. I said, Anthony, it, they want to start a team. He was like, all right, so is it going to be, you know, in 2024? And I was like, no, it's now. He was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And I said, well, listen, I'll be home in a week. You need to start running. <laughs> so oh. so then we instantly started. I mean, like instantly, because he retired. Like he didn't wrestle his senior year. They changed uh, coaches at Iowa State, so he didn't wrestle. Um, but, he, you know, still finished school and stuff. So, But he didn't wrestle, and so he was just like, you know, I've been retired now for a couple few years. <laughs> You're my like, I've been retired for my... decades. Exactly. <laughs> I've been retired for a long time. And so then um, as soon as I got back, we got back to work. And it was uh, it was exciting because, um, and, and I've had some people ask me, and this is the one thing I can say, which I hope makes sense. Everyone says, if I knew then what I know now. Yeah. I got to live that. And not a lot of people that you talk to are going to be able to say that. I got to live that because... All modern uh, processes for cutting weight or hydration or training. Everything that a coach says you need to do, you need to do back in the day when I, I got to implement all of those strategies that I've learned along the way to myself and with my with my son, which he was already he's an accelerated athlete, but we got to do those things. So it was just he and I training, lifting, when we're taking protein, the supplements, all that stuff we got to do. So it was a whole different thing. And going through the journey with your child, mm -hmm. right, is, a, is another thing. I mean, I could have went through the whole thing with you. And it would have been <laughs> great to go through that with you, but it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we're training, I mean, when we're is, banging. This so is why it's a Disney movie. It was, <laughs> yeah. This is it. So this it, is why. It was, it was crazy okay. to be so able to So they say, that. let's go. <laughs> we got our three. We're in. Yep. But we're still coming out of a pandemic. And you still have to get permission to go to represent the team. And it's not like it used to be. Like even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the IOC would throw people in from like countries that people didn't know in the parade of nations, you know, mm -hmm. because they just wanted to see them. But they stopped doing that because... Yeah. That very big. They, yeah. they stopped doing it because it got too big. But also it became, it, it kind of lessened the sport to some people. Like, And I'm thinking of 2004 in yep. Athens. There was a swimmer, a swimmer from an African nation who I swear needed floaties to get across the pool. And it went from, it, it almost turned into a joke for some. Some people found it inspirational. Other people felt it was kind of like taken away from it. So now they have put in some, you know, minimum standards to be able to get like a wild card spot, right? Yeah. yeah. So how is that going to work with wrestling? One, going back to what you said, where it made me think of Cool Runnings, the Jamaican yes. bobsled team. So <laughs> um, the ILC, one thing I can say is they are very stringent and they do move without permission. 
they do a lot of things and change things last minute. Um, there are some times when uh, the national governing body for wrestling um, does that too. You just don't understand why. Why did that change? Why did that? Um, I could appreciate them doing that because the Olympics, even though it's the same as the world championships almost, right? World championships is every year for wrestling, except for an Olympic year. So if, if you go through the process and you, you're the number one person in the United States, you go to world championships, except for the Olympic year, now you're the Olympian. Oh, okay. So that rigor, that process, that grind is a regular thing for wrestlers at that level. You're used okay. to going through the mini tournament, this and this, it affects your money, it affects your travel. Are you taking the tournament in Cuba? Are you going to the World Cup? Are you going to the Pan Am Games? Are you going to the World Championship? Have you gone in and actually competed in the last couple of months? Yes. How was that? Yes, I did. How was it, that? It was, uh, it was different. It's, it's different, one, drilling and going through the motions and you go, I go. It's also different resting a family member because even though you're doing stuff you're not doing it doing it you're doing it yeah you're squeezing them okay how does yeah. that feel okay and then i'm scoring but with someone else i might have just scored and popped them this way instead of just taking them to the side because i don't yeah. want to injure him we don't have time yeah. to get healthy no. there's no time for injury you have so, no more people so right no. you're it Who, who's backing us up you know what i mean can there's you guys put a single up so <laughs> so it, it was uh so it was difficult you didn't have time to come back from an injury so you could train hard but not overdo it mm -hmm. you had to manage your weight bring your fat down add muscle right get lean um matter of fact i sent him a picture of my stomach i was like i'm good to go you know like he was said something so he was laughing at me but it was it was different so yes um, I competed, I wrestled against the wrestler from Kuwait. He was their Olympian. And it was, I was a little nervous. And uh, I didn't think I would have those butterflies. I didn't think that, because I was very confident, I came in very strong, I mm -hmm. came in, I, 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 what, I, what we did was we narrowed down all our techniques to our most um, um, proficient scoring techniques. How old was the guy from Kuwait? Oh, he's 24. Oh, that's awesome. He's 24. That's a, did you win? And, uh, yes. You did. Yes, I did. There's a lot of, a lot of great wrestlers. Score one for Gen X. There, there are. <laughs> there's a lot of great wrestlers in the Middle East. Every, oh, my Iran, goodness. Iraq. Yes. 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 Oh, that's tough. Yes. You really won tough. against a guy half your age. Yeah. Yeah. That and is so fantastic. by this time, we had been there two weeks. So everyone kind of knew. And he did as well. Yeah. Everyone knew my age. Everyone knew this and this. So it was kind of like when they called me up to wrestle. So they set up. So what happens is you're at the, the World Olympic camp that has wrestlers from all nations, right? So you got Bulgaria, Romania, Chile, Venezuela, Colombia, Argentina, um, um, Panama, mm -hmm. Mexico, um, every, they're everywhere. Um, Korea, India, so there was wrestlers, so one, the eating is fabulous, because they have food. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine how we, and it's all you can eat, and it's all you can eat but three you times a day. But, but you're burning it off because you work out three yeah. times a day, right? So, but like Michael Phelps, I couldn't eat enough. Weight yeah. was just coming off me. But, um, so you get to know people and, you know, different things like that. And so, um, when they called me up, um, it was really, it was interesting because I knew I was coming because they set up duels, referees, the whole bit within there so to help also you, you to prepare. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm warming up and um, I'm just kind of thinking, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna snap him down, I'm gonna go to my underhook. So then the other match ends, it was two mats going on. So then I'm looking and so uh, Anthony had already wrestled the wrestler from Chile who ends up getting a silver who I sent you yeah. in this Pan Am game. So he, Anthony beats him 8-4. At that time he had placed in 2017. So he was just happy because they had practiced against each other and Anthony kind of held so back. So things are looking good. So things yeah. are looking good. So I'm warming up and so then they're like, next match, da 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 da. And so then instantly, it just hit me, I'm gonna wrestle. It's mm -hmm. different. 
with the yeah. ref yeah. and the light and the people and dum 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 and you're getting that and so then I'm just kind of like what and so then I kind of get it together so I'm like okay so I go over there and then uh, so he's getting ready and he and he you know got checked first they check you to make sure you're not slipping or sweat or anything like that so I go out there and I get checked and so then um I was really active, a little overactive. Yeah. I was just kind of moving I find and changing so legs. No. I, I was, I yeah. was, and I was just giving him different looks, leading with this leg and leading with this leg and fakes and move and move and move. And next thing you know, it was like I scored. Like it was almost kind of like I, I didn't black out, but it was just kind of like <laughs> I went to automatic pilot. Boom, I score um, twice and then he scores. So I'm up four to two. And then I kind of went on a run. I'm up like 10 two and then I'm up 12 four. But you win. Yeah, yeah, so I end up pinning him. I might have wow. sent that to you on the WhatsApp. Well, I might have. Okay, let me just back. Greco, are you re freestyle or Greco? It was freestyle. Okay. It was freestyle. So that's why. Very good point. Very good. Because you, you don't jump around much with Greco. You're, very true. You're grappling. So. Very true. So I traditionally have been a Greco Roman wrestler. My older cousin was a Greco wrestler. I represent the United States of Greco multiple times. My son's Greco wrestler. All upper body from the hips up. Yeah. Here's the thing. At, when we got there, we had a choice to go to the Greco-Roman World Olympic Camp or the Freestyle World Olympic Camp. So we decided together, Anthony and I decided that we could best defend ourselves with freestyle because it's closest to college and yeah. high yeah. school style. Greco-Roman, you make one mistake, you are getting thrown. Right. And yeah. we're talking about right now on the planet, this is the best place to go and compete and train on the planet, on Earth, there is no better well, place than You guys where. made the right call, yeah. clearly. Yes, one mistake. So, okay, so now here we are, we're recording this um, toward the beginning of June. Yes. The Olympics is next month. Yes, it is. What still has to happen for you guys to actually get on a plane, get into what I assume will be an awesome uniform for an opening ceremony, hold that flag, like mm -hmm. what still has to happen? So, yes, the, um, the process is, first I'll tell you what's gonna happen. So everyone, uh, we all meet in Portugal and we spend a week there. So President Filomeno wants everyone to be together and- But do you actually have, like like you guys are definitely the Olympic team and you're going at this point? No. So what we're um, waiting for is the African Championships because through the qualification process, you have to, you have to get out there. You okay. can't just kind of like you said, ILC. You just can't. They just can't put random people in based on someone's resume. Do you have to win it, or do you just have to go there and be competitive? Officially, you need to weigh in. Okay. Officially, you need to have been there. Now that doesn't mean you're going to get that, yeah. right? So I could go there and I could get first place. Does that mean I'm going to get a wild card? No. This doesn't is so mean crazy. Does, doesn't mean that you're going to get that because. Um, I don't want to say they handpick, but there's different things that go into a wild card. Yeah. Wild card isn't only because that person was number one and then he lost any Olympic qualifier, and so now let's feel bad and give him a while. He should have won it. So when is this? So it's been postponed. It's on the website, the <laughs> UWW website, and it's a, it was supposed to already have been um, put out. As a matter of fact, I could I just got a thing, um, UWW. I don't know, is this on video? Yeah, it's oh, fine. So UWW sent me, which is the governing body um, for wrestling in the world, they just sent me Judith Dutchhound, which is in charge of it. She, she wanted to make sure that they sent me the information for our, um, for our uh, hold on, we have your license card. So you have to have a license yeah. in order to represent UWW and your country. So this just, this just came in. And so... Um, 
So, which is good, yeah. right? So things all good signs. All good signs. Everything's but it's mo- so people, everything's moving. Everything's moving. People will probably be so surprised though to find out that like this is really how it works. Yes. Toward the end, and yes. it works like that in our country too. Team USA. The yes, bulk of the team is decided mm-hmm. in June with the yes. track and field trials, the swimming trials, gymnastics, gymnastics. trials. Yep. All of those happen in June. So hundreds of athletes truly don't know if they were officially going. Very Even true. Simone Biles oh, yeah. has to go through the process. Very true. Your process is just a little bit different, and it's going to involve a lot more travel. Exactly. So you guys are still like kind of having to wing it and plan and hope. So so. What I had to do was to go to Kapover to get my grandmother's birth certificate, her official birth certificate. So this which is I just had the paperwork to show right. to prove yes. the citizenship. So, so we had to do that. So that was the missing. I mean, like literally everybody in the Olympic office was like, oh, they was giving me hugs. And so uh, in charge of media, Carla says, it's okay if you cry. And I said, I'm not crying, Carla. And she goes, but, but I was just kind of sitting there because when we got the call that they yeah. found it. And so I was like, wow. And so then they was giving high fives and stuff. And so she goes, it's okay. I won't put it in our media outlet. She's in charge of all media. I, love I said, Carla, stop it. I love that this country has an Olympic office, but technically yeah. as of today doesn't have Olympians. That's yeah. fantastic. Right. I mean, like, honestly, that, that, that is optimism. It is. And they're building a new one. They, um, it is. <laughs> It is. It's the first green one. They're doing it with those containers. Oh my god! You know those? Yeah. They, they already showed me the blueprint on it. Don't it has a big gotta track. Go to <laughs> you like, gotta go. Seriously, oh, we have no. to go. We go. have to you go. So, is it likely, August? You guys will not really know for sure have plane tickets till like the beginning of July. Yes. Is that the way this is looking? Yes. So they have. There's an Olympic uh, venture um, that's coming up. It's June twenty third to twenty eighth in Capo Verde. So Anthony and I are set to go over there. And what they're doing is they're going to a few different islands and they're uh, showing and displaying different sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it was like, well, we could just, you know, um, put a video or something like that. I'm like, no, 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 we can, we can come. We, we can come and do that. And it's, um, you got to, wrestling is a whole different because you're talking a country that never had any official wrestling. So anyone that did anything was what they saw on TV, Hulk Hogan type stuff. Yeah. So as I was meeting people- You and should t- totally come in <laughs> yeah, in like yeah. an outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got jokes, Mike. So, but they, um, that's what they thought. People in the office was like, we're gonna do that? Totally. You yeah. know, and so then once they saw videos they're and stuff like, like this, yeah. they're thinking coming <laughs> yeah. off the turnbuckle type stuff. It's like, yeah. nah, man, no, no, that's, no, that's, no. that's, that's, that's real. This is nice. the real deal. <laughs> so it was, um, so yeah, so we are waiting for that, um, that process. The, the nationality, that's uh, like virtually 90% okay. done. Like everything was done. All our paperwork has been through the What's embassy. What's your gut tell you? Are you guys going? You feel pretty good about this? I do feel good, but I've, I've tried to temper what it is because of the excitement can get you kind of yeah. off track. Now, what Philomena said to me was, she said, August, no matter what, I mean, there's still the world championship coming up this yeah. year. There's still, but as the athlete in me is like, no, I'm talking about now. Yeah. I'm talking about the Olympics. I'm talking about the journey, you know, that's going through because I don't have another Olympics in me. It, another time to train and bang your body and put off certain other decisions like, that that was kind of behind. It just happened to fall on my lap in a time that I had a gap to really say, we can do we can do this in these many months. We could do this. We we you know me and my That's son. The cool we thing. we yeah. can do this. And so for him, he's going to continue. He's like, we sat down and had a talk, and I said, what is your thoughts? Because I'm going to step back, and I'm going. We're going to get some of the other athletes um, involved, and we're opening up a wrestling school there in Capo Verde. I love and this. there's 
they give you money for this. So we're gonna introduce it. I asked her, can we do it in the schools from being a high school coach and yes. all these, I said, I wanna do it in the school. I only wanna do it for a few months and just make it fun. And I wanna start with this age. She goes, well, I thought you'd wanna start with 18, 24. I said, no, they're kinda old. Mm -hmm. Like, who am I to talk about old? But <laughs> in the development process, yes. they're kinda- You gotta build a culture. Yes, you and it's gotta be fun. fun, and it's gotta be exciting, and it's gotta be what kids vote with their feet on, because soccer is one of their main things there. Sure. So kids love to do soccer. So I wanted to start in middle school. So now we have these kids with no pressure to do anything, just have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. So we was looking for locations for it, which school would be best, Matt. So we get money from Olympic uh, Sovereign, the Olympic sovereignty is a lot of money, like $540 million. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Look at some right? Of that. I mean, like, well, so years it's we've funny. been doing this. I haven't seen any sovereign cash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably it's a, have time to stop for a meal on the road. Yeah, we get per diem. <laughs> <laughs> I could put it in our bylaws. I could add it. Do you know it what I love, though? There. There's so many layers to this because right. it's this great father son story. It's this great bringing up a small country and putting it on the map and mm. giving it some attention story. But at the heart of it, it's a platform to change an entire youth yeah. movement Absolutely. and to create one Absolutely. in a small place, which is a big, big deal. Very true. It's um, to affect the nation. That, that was, we started talking. So after our first time on the phone talking to brass tacks, she wanted to know, what is your goal? What is your vision? We want to start wrestling, but we need someone who can drive the bus. And so I started talking to her what, what we wanted to do. And I said that um, I would like to start wrestling there, not just physical fitness, not just an opportunity to see the world through sport, not just an opportunity to see, see other countries and be able to represent your country, right? There's so many different things here, but it's gonna be fun and it's adding to what, we're what you guys yeah. are already doing. So she saw the value in that as well. And so that's what, that's what we're doing. So I, this is the last go around for me. Um, I'm going to help identify other Capo Verdeans that are in California, which is the second highest place that they go to, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and California, is the highest number of Capo Verdeans in the United States. So helping them get their process, if they're interested in the sport, and get that going, because I know that it takes a while, having been through it myself, to get their passports um, and their nationality. So it's um, I'm going to stop being a competitor, but to have representation, to be able to see that somebody from their country was on that bracket, was involved in that tournament at the African Championship. So that's what matters. So when we were talking, my son and I at this, and I said, Anthony, I just want, you know, I want to win. I mean, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We can play tic-tac-toe right now on mic. I want to beat you. <laughs> but in the big picture, it's about someone to be able to identify, right, with somebody else. And they're looking at if they're looking at the you know world championships oh we have someone from our country there i didn't yeah. really know that and so now they're maybe now they're i'm not walking a little bit more and like that's this a concept that i think as americans is difficult for people to understand because we're so big we're always at the top of the metal it's the same countries at the top of the metal board metal very count true. Very true. every year very true but for these smaller countries who go in and they have literally a handful of athletes um it's a big deal and the whole country rallies behind them yep. knowing that they're probably not gonna right. win. The win is being there. The win is and the there. win is wearing the uniform. The win is walking that opening ceremony and carrying that flag. That's the win. And that's pretty cool. That is, and I didn't get that until, I, I didn't get that thought. I, I was in Berlin and um, I was there with the wrestling group and I went to the stadium where they hosted the Olympics, which, I mean, you're in Berlin, you're thinking yeah. certain things, the Olympics was there, Jesse Owens, Hitler, right? It goes back, there's some stuff, there's some things, right? 
And so they had the Olympic oath that they read at the beginning of every Olympics, and it's still up there on the wall. Now it's a soccer stadium, mm -hmm. but that's where they first, a lot of people don't know this, that's where they first started tracking mm -hmm. motion like this around. So they dug ditch like they did for the war and stuff too, but they dug a ditch right around the track on the inside so they could catch runners running like this. That's it all started in that Olympics. And so I'm sitting there and I was reading that and it, that's when it dawned on me that it was more than than what I when I thought it was. And I had always talked about it, like even in some of the stories that it's not just for me, it's opening up doors for my family and stuff. Never did I think it would do this. I mean, wrestling has done way more for me than I could ever do for it. But if I could just do a little bit and, and put that sparkle in another kid's eye, if I can just open up, I never knew I would do this for a country. I never knew that my passion for the sport and my ability to see beyond what's maybe right in front of me would transcend into help galvanize a nation into going a certain way that's never had wrestling before. Now I got the Olympic Committee behind me. It, I mean, behind as in right beside. They're helping me with every piece I could ask for, but it's it's been fabulous. Yeah, it's very exciting. What's the biggest lesson of wrestling that's guided your life in terms of how you go after a goal? The biggest thing with wrestling is it's the things you do outside of when you're with your coach. It's not just the push-ups or sit-ups that you do when you train there. When you leave, you have to watch your weight. You have to do so many different things when you're away from your coach. And I think that's kind of how it is in life. Um, you guys, for example, you came here. We could have just talked and you could have got this and you could have made stuff out of it. But the pile in there suggests that you did other things away from talking <laughs> to me directly, right? Yeah. It's the little things that separate. The preparation. And that's a, that's a huge thing. And... Um, <clears throat> At certain levels, all athletes do it, right? All athletes do it. It's just expected. A lot of people don't talk about it. But um, I think that's, that's helped me with my life and overcoming different things we've all had to overcome and peaks and valleys and, and all that. But I think that's just the, those little things outside of the, the, you know, being in the light. I mean, my family has had success in wrestling, but everyone thought that we had a wrestling mat at home. And we had all the stuff. No, when we was home, they had to do chores. They had to do their homework. They had to get da-da-da, do that. But it was always the preparation, the mental preparation. The, hey, when you see this, this is how we're going to deal with this. When you're in this situation, this is how. When you go away to college, da-da-da-da-da. I don't want to get a phone call on this and this. You know how that goes. Make me come to Ames, Iowa. You know, it's all those, it's all yeah. those, those kinds of things. Um, and my do oldest the work. son. What? Yeah. Do the work. And so that preparation away from when the lights are on you, away from, because... There's a lot of things we could have talked about, but we're talking about this because of the things that I've done outside or the, the passion, but you need something with the passion. You need some form of success that can come in a lot of different ways. Even if I wasn't gonna compete, the fact that they're having wrestling, the fact that I'm kind of now one of the forefathers to start that process that will go on beyond me. So I can tell you there's a lot of pride I can tell you there's no way I get the support of the um, Northern California uh, Cape Verdean Association, the Southern California, the, um, the Rhode Island Social Club. Since 1941 they've been, they wrote a letter saying how much of support. The Cape Verdean um, Museum that's in Rhode Island, they want one of our singlets, they want a picture of me and my son um, because that's where I was born, that's where my parents went to school. So I did not realize the impact that is way more than those letters that I forwarded. It's way more than that. There's so much national 
uh, support and, and pride that I've gotten. How are you doing? Is there anything you need? Is there anything from so many different people that it's went out that this means so much more? My mother cried when I went to Cape Verde and I was sending pictures of me on the Atlantic. I'd walked down from my hotel mm -hmm. and I was um, messing with the water and kind of doing some uh, libation, just like thanking everyone. I can get here on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? I might have got through the my certain things on my own, but the process didn't just start with me. You'd like to think that sometimes there's some things, some positive things guiding you, and um, it was just uh, it was it was a really it was a really good good feeling to be there. And so my mom cried because of our nuclear family. I'm the only one that had been there. We have some distant relatives, but right. not a lot of people just get up and go for different reasons, financial sure. or... Well, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in really the middle of nowhere. And a lot of people have left, um, yeah. left because of famine or disease or sure. war. A lot of people left for different reasons and wasn't financially able to yeah. come back. So it's, um, it, it's, it's been, it, it's meant a lot. It's meant a lot to a lot of people, more than I thought. Mm -hmm. Not that I went into it with selfish, like, hey, no, maybe no, means... I want to get, but as the, the train has really got yeah. moving, you know, like that, oh. that flag is from my mom and one of her friends said, I need a flag and I need this. And I said, mom, you can get a flag anyway. No, but it's from Capilford, you get it from there. <laughs> How badly do you want to be in that opening ceremony carrying that flag? Oh man, it would be, um, it, it would be, my older cousin who was on the 88 Olympic team, he, and he is down as one of our coaches and the president. He said, um, I really want you to experience that. And he goes, and even, and my son's named after him. So Anthony Amato and my son's Anthony Wesley. And so he was like, and to have my, my cousin, he said, it, it'll change how you look at everything, covert or not, because it's going to be different. There's a lot of talk about how that's going to be. Sure. Like you guys have been there. You know that it's a big stadium, but they're pretty packed once. And he was like, man, I was so hot. And I said, stop bragging about how it was at your Olympic <laughs> opening ceremony. But um, it was, um, it was, it, it's huge. I, I really, I, I really want to um, be part of that. Now I am on the list, myself and my son, to go even if we don't qualify. So uh, we're on the list. There's a, a person in front of us and he said, we're probably going to be able to get you guys in. So we had to submit um, all kinds of stuff for our apparel. We had to submit all stuff through the Olympic, um, the internet, the IOC. So that had to be done by April 4th. So a lot of things had to be put in place. Well, I mean, there's a lot in place. And yes. I know we're, I mean, we're crossing fingers and everything else for you and just hoping that, hoping yeah. that this all comes together. I mean, yeah. It's an, it's an incredible story. It's a great story. I mean, I just remember meeting you for the first time. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, <laughs> like, there's a lot of well, gray in these braids. <laughs> How do you keep this energy? <clears throat> I don't know. Are you a happy person by nature? I, I think I'm positive. You know, I, I think I'm positive. I, uh, I haven't been around somebody with your energy since this pandemic started. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Really yeah. It's like, it's contagious. Wow. You have this like light and energy that is like, I don't feel like I see that a lot anywhere. Wow. I, I don't know. I think it's, you know, from uh, with, with wrestling being a sport that doesn't often get a lot of media attention and it just doesn't. And I get, understand that and I'm okay with it. But those coach, coaches have to galvanize. You have to get buy-in from, you know, mom and dad and from the, the kids. You know, why isn't he going to wear Jordans? Because he plays like Jordan because he's yeah. going to go. And it's a lot easier to play basketball. Mm -hmm. I played high school football at Center High School at Sierra College, right? I played football. I loved it. It's a lot easier than wrestling. Why wrestling? There's just something inside that gives you that, that burning desire, you know, to, to, to try to be successful and, and, and to go on. And then to see it translate through family is a, a whole different thing. 
but to be able to do the things that I've done in the United States, and I've been able to coach a Jesuit, Sacramento State, Intercom That's High School, had the most, most success. Um, to be able to do that with the country and to give that excitement and, and you know, start with two and then move on. So I didn't want to say we're going to practice 365 and we're going to do rah, 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 yeah. because that's not realistic. But we're we're going to do it as a pod. do it with your son. Yeah. Yes. And so it's he's, he's definitely, he's definitely, um, you know, part of it. Along the way, we've had a lot of support. Um, I can say uh, Rod Lee there at uh, Nelson Jordan Center there in uh, Wheeling, you know, essentially gave us a key for 24-hour access, yeah. come work out, Which lift, in the last train. year was yeah. a big deal. It, it was huge. Deal. Okay, huge. so how do we keep up with you on this journey, this road to Tokyo? How do we follow along in the journey? <sighs> well, on their on their website, you know, it, it has all that good stuff and, you know, being able to give it. Um, we do have a um, Facebook. Which website? On the Cabo Verde Yes, website? the Cabo Verde. Okay. And so, um, and they're going in a new direction uh, with some stuff. They just got a new website, actually, April 15th. Are you 15th. on social media or anything? A little bit. I don't... Um, not a lot, but I'm going, I am getting you should, You should be up. on TikTok. I think you'd be a big deal on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that would be a good way to do it. But we'll, we'll keep, make sure yeah, we keep bit. people updated you know, too. Some, it, it's been tough. A, a good friend and a supporter, Scott Huckleby, um, with uh, um, uh, financial literacy is fabulous and has been continuously a huge supporter. But August, you need to get it out there. You yeah, need to you get do. these people. But this is, there's another side of sports. And there's another side of, of people in the community. And sometimes everyone isn't rah-rah. Well, sometimes, that's true. And, but and we it's, want I wanted to, to make people, sure there was we want to make there sure was substance. The, but we want to make sure people And, and I want to get, and, and I, I'm This excited. is all good. This is all positive. Yes, yes. So can we get you on Instagram or something so we can Yes, I did just get an Instagram. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, did, I, I did just get that. My son's like, Dad, you got everyone's like. Do you know what like, the name is? Yes. Well, my mine is um, one August W. Okay, there you go. Okay, one you August go. W. Yes. You're gonna start following August there, and yes. you need to start like telling this story because yes. it's pretty darn amazing. Yes. Thank you for your time today. I cannot wait to go to Cabo Verde. You and I are gonna somehow figure oh, out a, a way to get the, the capital. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's quite a story. Yeah. Yeah. Who's gonna play in the movie? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I couldn't. How about Man. Cuba? Cuba Gooding? Ooh, very, very athletic. Mm -hmm. He is. Um, pretty old. He's pretty old, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, could, he might be able to pull it off. He might, he might be able to pull I it off. I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's he got that same energy. Though. Yeah, Does pretty he? much, yeah. Kevin Hart? Oh. Well, Kevin Hart would be good. Kevin Hart He needs a serious a role. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, you know what we're talking about? Steve, this is what we like to do. Okay. All right. Sitting here bare-chested. Yep. Yeah. See? And we're on our way. August, right. best of luck. Thank you so much. Man, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted shooting him in 96. <laughs> <laughs> Two years have gone by since then. It is such a great story. Oh, it just, um, his son. I mean, I, his son was teeny tiny when I met him the first time. Then he was a big guy. The second time, now I'm looking at him as an Olympian. I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so. then can you imagine, I mean, can you imagine being 49 years old and going into an Olympic wrestling ring? No, not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> Usually awesome. the coaches. As a coach, 49, but woo, take it down stuff. a 20-year-old, that's big stuff. This is a good story. <laughs> I really want to see this happen. I want to watch them in the opening ceremony. And I just, I love the motivation. I love the energy. And I love the idea that you can do something bigger than just you. Because most Olympic journeys are really about the individual. Yeah. And they're about the team. And they're about representing your country. And this is about doing something bigger and using the sport as the platform. And for small countries like Cabo Verde, 
That is the beauty of the Olympics. It's great how they, they plucked and found him. I love it. <laughs> how about you? Can you go in? Yeah. You're like, no. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. And don't forget, you can always find me on Instagram. I'm at Run, Read, Sip. Definitely go check out August's new Instagram account. That ought to be entertaining. And what's August's Instagram account? It was 1AugustW. Got it? Giddy up. Giddy up. All right. <laughs> thanks for listening this week. And we'll see you next time on Dying to Ask, The Road to Tokyo. Thanks for sitting in, by the way. I, I shaved for this. You shaved? It's audio. <laughs> Okay. okay, well, thanks for looking good, I guess. Okay, bye.